0: On today's episode of the podcast, I talk about sadness and how oftentimes whenever we feel sad or low or anxious, we immediately go into problem solving mode of wanting to fix the problem of that feeling. I share the practice I've been in for many years now of doing my very best to allow those difficult feelings when they come my way. The practice of sitting with the discomfort of those challenging feelings and not going into that place of trying to fix or solve them. I also share a bit about the nostalgia that I'm feeling, thinking a lot about the past and how important it is that we hold space for all the past versions of ourselves as we transition into a new season in life. It's a deep, heartfelt episode. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. doing it. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Let's jump right in. All right, village. Hello, hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. I love calling you my village, it brings tears to my eyes immediately. (laughs) I feel so blessed to have had that little revelation during last week's podcast of the fact that the village is already here in so many ways for so many of us. And um, I just feel grateful to have you here listening. I just had a moment, holy, a holy shit moment. So I'm feeling a little bit low. I've been a little bit sick all week. I, I honestly think it's just from lack of sleep. You know, you're, it's it's really hard on your body when you're not sleeping. And I got a little cold and it's not turning into like a major thing, but it's also not fully going away. And I just feel like, oh. If I had, (laughs) if I had eight hours of consecutive sleep, I would wake up the next day and be totally fine. Like that's what it feels like. But I think it's just, it's just dragging on a little bit because of that. And I've been feeling just a little bit, tiny bit low the past two days without really having to have a big reason for it. Nothing major happened. Nothing's crazy. Nothing is terrible. You know, lots of things are beautiful and wonderful. I've just felt low. Um, if I was in my regular not postpartum phase I would start to think wait is my period coming soon <laughs> because that this is kind of the feeling I would normally have like the week leading up to my period but I am seven months postpartum still have not gotten my moon back which i feel like I, you know whenever it decides to show up I will feel like it's a blessing because you know it means my body will be ready for that and um there's no such time postpartum as like a perfect window for that to happen or you know um but I feel you know it's 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 one thing I don't have to think about right now, which is which is fine. But I am still, you know, breastfeeding basically full time is what it feels like. I read somewhere that and I bet this is true, that a regular full-time job is a thousand eight hundred hours a week. And breastfeeding a baby in the first year of that baby's life is a thousand nine hundred something hours of work. Can you believe that? I mean, I bet it's true. It sounds really true because, you know, we're just doing that around the clock. It is so nuts. And then imagine doing that while being back at work and pumping and dealing with, oh, you know, it's just like, dude, dude, nursing and tending to and just like, keeping a child alive <laughs> not just alive but hopefully alive and thriving alive and well. It is way more than a full-time job and we do this on top of all the other full-time jobs that we already have. It is so nuts and so wild. But yes, I uh, I've just been feeling low maybe oof, interesting like what if I get my period next week? That would be interesting. I don't think so. I've just I've just had a low couple of days and then I um, I woke up this morning. After a a pretty crappy night, we've had some better nights and then a crappy night again. And this is not a podcast about sleep, so I will not mention it again. (laughs) I, I promise. But I just woke up feeling not great, but the sun was shining. And the sun was shining in a different in a different vibe we've had a lot of sunny days this winter we've had a really beautiful winter I actually even I made a reel yesterday of just our winter experience so far like how beautiful this winter has been in Sweden the season it's been amazing and when the sun is shining and everything is covered in snow and it's freezing cold like that there's a certain energy to the sunshine you know in that winter that winter sun but today the sun was shining and it just had a different vibe. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. The light felt different today. And today signifies Imbolc, which is this ancient pagan tradition, this pagan celebration, 1st of February, that signifies the first wave of spring. It's not, you know, solidifying spring is here, but it's the first wave of spring. It's, it, it sort of signifies the beginning of the end of winter. And uh, I'm really interested in pagan tradition and pagan celebrations and big, you know, kind of how the year is divided along these milestones of what's happening in the seasons and in nature versus the, you know, calendar that, that we use today. I feel like the, the pagans had it down in terms of being so aligned with nature. And I align so much with so many of the celebrations that take place throughout the year. And I'm really interested to learn more and more but February 1st is in bulk, and it's so cool because today really felt like the first wave of spring. It came today, and I decided, okay, I am feeling low. I I need to not not do something about it because I also feel like part of the thing that makes it hard when we're feeling low is this obsessive idea we immediately have to fix everything, And I think that when we are feeling low, oftentimes what we need is just to allow ourselves to be low, to not try to fix everything all the time. I mean, how much time do we spend in a day just trying to fix everything that's broken? So much all day, all day. We are fixing and tweaking and improving. And, you know, the list is literally endless. We want to improve our house and we want to clean up and we want to organize and we want things to be beautiful and peaceful around us. We want to improve our health and we want to work out more and we want to eat better and take even better care of ourselves and stay healthy and we want to take care of our kids and make sure that they're thriving and fix any problems or issues that might be happening and we want to do better at work and it's like being a human it's like kind of it's like we're putting out little fires all day and we're looking at life from this radar almost like it's like a little radar <laughs> scanning our entire environment and our insides for problems and inevitably finding problems everywhere, because of course, life is full of flaws and issues everywhere we look. And then giving ourselves a reason to be frantically busy fixing stuff, rescuing people, putting out fires, solving problems, improving things, getting better, doing better. You know, it's endless. And I really think that sometimes just just from being human in this world, we get into a dip and we get low because of that endless fixing, because of that obsession with fixing stuff. And it's so very hard for us to just allow the mess to be a mess, to allow the chaos to be chaotic, to allow things to be broken, to allow ourselves to feel low. And this is something I've practiced for a lot of years now. Just I had a big realization many years ago that, when I get into that kind of low, sad, depressed kind of feeling that the thing that makes me feel better is not solving the problem of me feeling low, but actually acknowledging that feeling low is not a problem. That feeling sad is a feeling worthy of acknowledgement, worthy of being felt as much as happiness is or gratitude or love or joy Sadness is here for a reason and if we spend our lives trying to avoid sadness or looking at sadness as a problem that we have to fix we are going to be running on that hamster wheel and we're going to be driving ourselves crazy not arriving at any place of of healing or something that feels like peace or calm but actually making things worse in the long run because by avoiding the feeling we solidify it we put it somewhere deeper in our system and eventually it has to rear its head And what I really think, and of course, this is like a much deeper conversation, but I really have a feeling that for some of us or many of us, when we all of a sudden get really depressed and we find ourselves in a hole that we can't get out of, or we burn out completely and it's just, we end up in a place that's just so deep and so difficult to heal, that that is can come from having those many, many, many moments all throughout our lives of smaller, more manageable feelings that we chose to repress or suppress, that we chose to escape, that we chose not to feel, or that we didn't have the capacity or the support to actually be with. All the little things we avoid, they have to go somewhere and eventually it becomes really big, right? And we get sick or we get dealt with this unmanageable thing that's just so hard for us to, to move through. So feeling our feelings is the healing, right? The way out is through, not around. And I really try when I get into these moments or days or seasons, okay, I feel really low. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling anxious. Okay, that is not a problem I have to fix. That is not a problem I have to solve. It doesn't mean that there is a super clear reason as to why I'm feeling this way. Like someone said something hurtful and now I'm sad about that. Okay, sometimes that happens. But oftentimes it's just sadness shows up the way happiness oftentimes shows up. And I like to look at that more as in, you know, how can I make sadness my friend? How can I befriend this feeling? How can I welcome it? How can I practice sitting with the discomfort of what this feeling actually brings me instead of shift and change and try to run as fast as I can in the other direction, right? Because that's, that's what we do as people. So sadness came. I was sad this morning. I was kind of low yesterday too, but really this morning. And I decided, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fix it. I'm not gonna find the, 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 the big, solve the big equation, Around Why sadness came today. I'm just going to let myself be sad and I'm going to move through my day the way I move through my day and try to really listen to my body and to my heart and act on what I feel I need. And that's going to change and shift all the time when I'm here alone with the baby. And uh, we do have a good rhythm now, like he takes two long naps every day, not super long, but long enough for me to like, I could take a bath when he naps. I could get some work done. I can, you know, I have more more routine in my day now. And I just decided okay, we're going to go outside. We're going to go for a walk, <laughs> which immediately became like a thing. We haven't gone for a walk in a long time because the road, it's imagine someone wanted to make like an ice rink. <laughs> Those are our roads literally. Our roads are just layers and layers and layers of ice. Every day there is a car in the ditch right up by our mailbox like every day. Leia had a friend over yesterday, her dad came to pick her up and then 5 minutes later they call like, "Oh, we're in the ditch. Do you guys do you guys have rope?" <laughs> Dennis has a great winter car. He has this huge Toyota 4Runner that he brought from Aruba. It was this very like awesome off-road beach car. And now it's the best winter car. And there's none of these cars in Sweden. Like this is a very rare car to find in Sweden. People stop him all the time to ask him about his car. It's really funny. And it's perfect for pulling people out of, out of the ditch. So he does that like almost once a day, like several times a week, he's pulling someone out of the ditch, even though they sand the roads. And, you know, when there's snow, they plow, like they do their best, but it's just crazy. It's been snowing so much and then it melted and then it froze again. It's just like perfect conditions for ice. So anyway, I haven't been out with the baby because it's super dangerous to just even be on the roads. And um, yeah, i just haven't been in like a walking place for the past couple of weeks. And I decide, okay, we're going to go for a walk and I'm going to take my sadness and my baby for a walk. <laughs> Let's go. And then immediately realize, okay, I can't find my I have those little clip-on things that you put underneath your shoes that that grab the ice. I don't know what they're called. Brutta in Swedish. I I don't know. They're like ice grip. Grip grip things. <laughs> For your shoes. I'm sure there's a word. I don't know what it is. I couldn't find them. And I was like, okay, and I can't go outside without them. Like, no way. I'm just gonna like I'm gonna fall and we're gonna we're gonna end up in the ditch with a stroller. Like that would suck. And then I'm like maybe this is not meant to be, I'm already so sad, I should just like go sit in front of the TV or something. And I was, and then I had that inclination of like, oh, this is an obstacle. I can't find these things. I can't do it. (laughs) I can't get outside. I'm too sad. (laughs) I need to go turn on Netflix. But then the sun came through the window in this like magical spring-like way, like the sun beckoned me outside. And I looked at Bear, I'm like, no, I cannot, I cannot stay inside, like on a day like today, like I need to get outside. So I turned the whole house upside down, found those things. They were outside on the porch. (laughs) I have no idea how or why they were on the porch, found them, get ourselves dressed and go outside. And it was like, oh, this is going to turn my whole day around. Like the sun is shining. There's birds chirping. I have not heard a bird. (laughs) That rhymes. I have not heard a bird, -bird, bird, 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 I haven't heard a bird, I can't stop saying that, that's a really funny sentence, oh my god, I'm so sorry, this is so dumb, I haven't heard a bird since like, I don't know, October maybe, it has been just dead quiet in the depth of winter and all of a sudden it's in bulk and it's February 1st and the sun is shining and it's a little bit warmer and there's bird song oh my god we go for this beautiful walk really and then the sun has melt i mean the snow has melted a lot so you can actually see a lot of the landscape now it really felt like spring the sky is blue everything is like oh and i'm like this is gonna change everything and then i come back and i'm like well i'm still sad and then i have to remind myself oh right the point of the walk wasn't to get rid of sadness the point was to take sadness for a walk right okay okay like And I I need to continue to remind myself of that because it's like everything I do in the back of my mind is this is going to solve the sadness problem. And then, no, wait, the point was not to solve the problem. The point was to just let myself be sad. And then I I put Bear down for a nap and I go, okay, I'm going to make myself something really nourishing and delicious for lunch. We have in the freezer, I buy this really expensive wild caught Swedish salmon. It's near impossible to find wild caught salmon here but i have this one place and they have a they, they only sell once a year yeah they catch the salmon in this very short season i think it's june like beginning to end of june and fillet and freeze. And then there's like a short window where you can get this amazing wild caught Swedish salmon. And I very rarely eat it because it's so expensive and it feels so fancy kind of. And I was like, no, I'm sad today. I'm going to make myself something really nourishing. I'm going to make this amazing salmon in the oven. And I made a homemade aioli, which is so easy and so good. I don't know why I haven't done that all the time. Literally making your own sauce like a Hollandaise or a Bernays or like aioli, which is Leia's favorite thing. She wants aioli. Is aioli mainstream? I don't know. Like, maybe it's not. It's basically garlic mayo, right? Kind of. It's Leia's favorite thing. She wants it on everything. And uh, yes, I made that from scratch, which is so delicious. Put the salmon in the oven and put like dill and lemon and just it looked so beautiful and perfect boiled some eggs for the side. I had great avocado at home. I was like, oh my God. And then I find myself just preparing this meal and I'm like, oh, this is going to fix it. (laughs) And then again, I had to pause like, oh, wait. The point of making this meal is not to solve the sadness problem. It's just to eat lunch while being sad. It's just to nourish my body while feeling this feeling. It's to allow the feeling... (laughs) Oh right, okay, okay, okay. And all throughout the day, like this has been just this practice of, okay, I'm going to do this because this is what I feel like doing. And then this is what I have to do. And I had a meeting, I had certain things I had to get done and a little bit of work and this is going to fix it. This is going to fix it. This is going to fix it. And then finally I arrived to second nap of the day. Like, okay, I'm going to record the podcast. And then I go, maybe that will solve it. Maybe if I record the podcast and I talk to my village, I'll feel better. And then I went, well, the point is not to solve the sadness problem. The point is to just talk while feeling sad, right? And then I get into the bedroom. I set up the whole pod. I bring a really delicious cup of, I I make these, I wish I could make you one. It's so good. I I make a mushroom coffee latte with collagen and chai and I put colostrum in there, which is warrants its own podcast just how amazing colostrum is anyway I make this delicious I just call them like functional lattes because they're a latte basically filled with just goodness I go into the bedroom to record and I sit down and the sun hits me in the face like literally just hits me in the face it is hitting me in the face right now and I open the door and I realize the snow has melted enough on the balcony that I can actually open I can open the balcony door and I can step outside and I go outside and there's bird song and there's sunshine and there's this coffee in my hand and, and I'm just so sad. <laughs> yeah, I'm just so sad. And for the first time, I think all day, I just I just stood there and, and it wasn't like, oh, maybe this will fix it. Maybe this will make me feel better. I was just standing on the balcony in the sun, listening to the birds with my coffee. And finally, I cried. <laughs> And it's like, hey, all day went, I'm having this sad day of so many things and so much doing and this practice of just being with a sadness. And all day I didn't cry. Like really? And even in the practice of being with sadness, right? Even in this like constant reminder to bring myself back to the moment, you don't have to fix anything, you don't have to solve any problems, just be with what is, Right? it wasn't until that moment that I just arrived where there was no doing, there was no moving around, there was no preparing or fixing or, you know, just, I just stood there and I just cried. And yeah. And then I came in and I turned on the podcast recorder and I started telling you this story, but it brought me this big, yeah, this big wave of feeling content in my sadness, which is also a really hard thing for me to do. That that it's okay. And it's not just telling myself that, hey, it's okay to feel this feeling. But the practice of it is to marinate in the feeling, right? The practice of it is to just be in the feeling, in my body. And as I stood there on the balcony, I just... I realized, yeah, yesterday was our last day of open at Island Yoga. Our studio as of today, February 1st, is officially closed. And I knew this, and I've known this, you know, for months. I've processed this already a month ago, when we announced January is our last month. Like I've known, we talk about it, but it really... It really hit me. It really, without me being just logically conscious about it, I haven't thought that the conscious thought all day. Island Yoga is closed, and I'm sad about that. It's just I've known on a deeper level that this is the end. It's not just a chapter is closing, but a chapter has closed. Full on, full stop. Island Yoga is closed, <laughs> and. Yeah, I'm really sad about it. This huge, huge part of my life is over. <laughs> this huge, huge part of my life is over. And uh and I don't think I was I don't think I was done feeling the feelings I have about that. And It's funny that I thought like all day, if I just figure out why I'm sad, (laughs) then I'll feel better. But then the moment I realized, okay, maybe this is not just why I'm sad, but it's a big, yeah, because I don't need a big reason, but it's a big, big, big piece there. And uh, instead of feeling better about it, it just made me more sad. (laughs) And um, it is one thing, because I think we, we go through these phases in our lives you know we if we look back at our lives we've had so many chapters of it you know we've had so many seasons that have been so beautiful in their own ways and then hard in their own ways and then we transition and all of a sudden we find ourselves in this new chapter right new season but most often it happens very gradually right it happens over time it happens slowly. Our circumstances change, we change, and then we find ourselves in this new place. And then we look back and we feel nostalgic about that time. And for this specific instance, because we've had such a firm end, you know, now doors are closed. um, It really, it feels really harsh all of a sudden. It feels really stark all of a sudden. And I feel like I... I I spent so much time and so much energy and so much... There's so much heart put into that chapter of my life. Where I tried so hard. There's so much of me there. And now those doors are, are actually, actually closed and it's never going to happen again. It feels so final. And although I know... Now there's goodness in that too. And, I, and this chapter that I'm in now, which is a totally different chapter, it's like, I wouldn't trade that for anything. I love this chapter of my life. I love this quiet, calm chapter in nature with my two kids and my husband on our farm. Like, it's very, very different from the 28-year-old Rachel who wanted to conquer the world and you know, build something grand and bring people together for life-changing experiences and build the most beautiful place in the world. Like I had so many, you know, it was a different version of me and it was so wonderful for all the years that it lasted, but it's not, it's not, it's over. And it has been over for a while. I just, I feel I feel nostalgic, not just about the place and the and the people you know I because I do feel really, really, really nostalgic about about the people. Um, but I feel nostalgic for myself. <laughs> I don't know. yesterday, you know on in, on Instagram, they have those things in stories where you can answer a question kind of and and put a picture or um I don't know if I don't I don't even know what it's called, I should know what it's called. But anyway, came up yesterday where someone posted like, oh, post a photo of yourself at 21. And I was like, ooh, 21, what year is that? Okay, 2009 at <laughs> 21. And I went back just on Facebook and I went back and I found albums because back then, 2009, we made al- photo albums on Facebook and they are all completely unhinged. <laughs> like, Like think of it now, Posting an image to social media, like you you think about that, at least a little bit. <laughs> on In 2009, I made photo albums on Facebook from like a night out. Like it was just a really chaotic night out where everybody's getting drunk and someone stole a bicycle and I, I don't know, just weird stuff. And it could be like a consecutive 12 images of the same thing. <laughs> and I would just... Put all of those pictures up on Facebook for, for everyone I knew, to see like, who cares about that? I don't know. It's just I look back at those, at those, those albums, like, what on earth? But I found, I found 2009, I found 2009 it was like September or August, so I'm, I'm, I'm just turning 21, and I was at a fish show. Um, that was just an album that I found from 2009. I was at a fish show in Chicago with, with some friends. And I look at these images of myself and I shared, I shared one or two on Instagram too. And I'm wearing, I have dreads in my hair, first of all, like not fully a whole head of dreads, but I have like the bottom of my hair. I have long, long braids and some wraps, like those little hair wraps I used to make where you just basically like pull string around braid, you know what I mean? And then with crystals and things hanging from the bottom of them and they became, like I used to do that all the time and then they would become dreads and I had for years, I had this like one crazy braid dread just at the bottom of my hair And, um, and I'm wearing like a like very, you know, long flowy skirts and cute little boho tops and all this jewelry and And I think back at that time, you know, which is so long ago, oh my goodness, like I'm 35 years old, okay, 30, I mean, 21 year old Rachel, that is 14 years ago, that is a whole lifetime ago, it's so long ago. And I think back at that time, and I can feel so nostalgic for just who I was. And I don't know if this is a postpartum thing or I'm just happening to find myself in this phase or if it's because Island Yoga just closed and now I'm thinking about everything that was and everything that led us here. But like that version of me, that super free spirited version of Rachel, who I, I literally anyone invited me to anything, I said yes. Like whatever came up, anything that sounded fun, exciting, adventurous, I would just jump without having any clue of how I would figure it out or, you know, I how I would pay for things. Like I literally traveled with zero dollars knowing that, hey, I can always just like go into a bar and ask for a gig. Like can just, just like work for a couple weeks if I completely run out of money. And it's fine. Like I'll find people, you know, like I just completely trusted that everything would be fine when I had no money to eat food because that literally happened many times. I was like, I have friends, they'll feed me. And then when they run out of money, I'll have money and then I'll feed them. Like, it's fine. This is fine. (laughs) Crazy, crazy. I cannot even, I cannot, I can barely relate at this stage of my life. And I was living in Costa Rica and I had, you know, I made friends left and right and just traveled everywhere. And then a friend of mine who I really didn't know, I hadn't known for that long, was like, yeah, I was going home to Chicago for the, for the... um, for the fall and who he was a huge fish head he's like hey you want to you want to come you want to come to a show it's it's something like it's something you should experience in your life
2: knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling meeting new friends or just even to master a new skill
0: And then he was going to a wedding, like one of his best friends was getting married. This was just like a friend, not like a boyfriend or anything, just a friend. We're still friends today. He actually had a, him and his wife were really good friends. He had a baby born the day before Leah was born, uh, which is also so, so trippy. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. I'll go to Chicago with you, who I've known for like six months, (laughs) to go to a wedding like of just complete strangers where I know no one to go to a fish show. Hell yeah. Like I'll go one way ticket, Chicago from Costa Rica. No plan. Don't know where I'm going after no money. Like I didn't have money for like a flight back, but I know I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> Everything's going to be fine. End up going there, stayed at a friend of his house who I made really good friends with. Like we're still friends today and just like had the best trip ever. And then from there, I think I ended up going to like Oregon or something like with another friend. I met someone there. And then I think I went to L.A. with someone else and crashed on some random person's couch who I didn't know. And then like I I think I I did. I think I this stuff like this kept happening to me. Like I would run out of money. And then all of a sudden I would have like a little influx of cash, like somehow $500 would appear. Someone owed me money or something came up where I just got a, like a gig for like a week where I could work here and made tons of tips. And then like it would, it would all work itself out all the time. I never worried that I would not be taken care of, which is just a really beautiful mentality to move through life, especially in your early (laughs) twenties, like and I eventually just like made my way back to Costa Rica and then continued living that life. And I just, I look at those pictures now and I think of that time. And it, and last night I was just like, man, I really did my 20s right. Like I, I did my 20s the way you're supposed to do your 20s. I'm so glad I didn't take on tons of responsibility. I'm so glad I skipped college. <laughs> I mean, I went for like a very short period. I did one term. I'm so glad I didn't go down that route. I'm so glad I just like lived this very free-spirited life. And it brought me all the way eventually to Aruba and eventually starting Island Yoga and our family and eventually all the way here to the forests of Sweden of like sitting here talking to you. All those things somehow brought me here. And I can feel so nostalgic for that feeling of freedom. And it doesn't mean I want to escape. It doesn't mean I want to run away or that I don't want to be a mom and a wife and I don't want to have this life and you know that I want to just bail on everything and run away to to follow fish on tour. Although that would be awesome but no. <laughs> but I can miss that feeling of there's no one relying on me but me. And that feeling of like I can't really majorly fuck anything up. I really had that feeling of like everything is so good and everything I'll, I'll always be taken care of and now the responsibility that comes with parenthood it's a lot you know no matter where we go for the rest of my life and it's, this is also like for the re- really for the rest of my life I will never probably never not worry about something ever again for the rest of my life no matter how old my kids get no I mean even when I'm a grandma I'm going to worry about them. I'm going to be thinking in those terms. Like, are they safe? Are they fed? Are they well? Are they thriving? That's where my brain is now. And it's a beautiful sort of responsibility because it comes with this deep anchored feeling of purposefulness. Yeah, of purpose. And of course, the love that you cannot compare to anything else and all the magic that comes from this family unit and having this togetherness and having these magical children in my life like I wouldn't obviously wouldn't trade it for anything but that feeling of for the rest of my life I have these responsibilities and for the rest of my life I I will never be that carefree ever again and there is beauty in that and there's also like a, a weight to that and I'm feeling that now, probably because, in a way, with the closing of Island Yoga, it means I'm closing that. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely closing my twenties. <laughs> okay, I'm halfway, halfway into my thirties. Definitely closing my twenties, but also my early thirties and this, this journey I was on. Then, it is over, and now I am here, and now I am this. <laughs> making, is this like a, I don't know if this is a bummer of a podcast, but I do think that having those moments where we get to be nostalgic, where we get to actually evaluate and contemplate what has been, I think it's important. I do. I do. And I know, I don't think it's like a Uh, I don't, midlife crisis, who am I to say I'm midlife, third life crisis. Let's call it a quarter life crisis for the fun of it. Who knows how old we, how how long we will live. Okay, (laughs) Third life crisis. No, but I think having that time to actually process and feel the feelings that are left to feel when we close a chapter and enter a new one is a really worthwhile thing to do. And the closing of a chapter, no matter how great it was and no matter how beautiful life is now, includes letting go, includes moving on. And to let go and to move on, we have to feel what is left to feel. To let go and move on, we have to grieve. And that means grieving the good parts. That means grieving what was, means grieving who we were. And I can feel that. I can definitely feel it in my body, this nostalgic yearning for for how I used to feel in my body. Not just for being young, right? I mean, I'm still young, come on, but <laughs> there's a different feeling in my body now waking up at 35 than waking up at 21, obviously. And that that feeling of freedom, which is also something I used to feel in my body, just that I can get out and I can do anything. I can be anything. I don't have that now. And I know I'm in a season now that's kind of challenging physically, Um, not sleeping and not moving the way I normally do or not moving the way I would like to do. I wake up every morning feeling like I was hit by some sort of truck, like I feel so achy and being up. On and off all night and sleeping weird shapes. It's just like I feel I feel tired. I feel old. I do. I feel tired and old and achy. <laughs> and I know it's not like my best years are over. I really don't think so. I think we can create what we want when the time is right, you know, when we're ready. And I'm definitely not giving up on my body, and I'm definitely not giving up on sleep. Hell no. But I'm not in a place right now where I, yeah, I'm still in that grace period of surviving these months with no sleep and nursing a baby and being a stay-at-home mom. And it's a different feeling than where I was all those years ago. And somehow closing the studio really solidifies that. Okay, like I'm here now and it's hard and it's great (laughs) And it's painful, and it's magical, all at the same time. Yeah. And it's in bulk.
1: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt.
0: It's almost spring. And I planted seeds this week, which I really, really, really recommend right at in bulk, like right at this time is a perfect time to start your first seeds if you haven't already, especially for things that need more time. I don't know, it depends on where you are, obviously. If you're hanging out like somewhere warm and tropical, you don't have to think about this at all. But in this part of the world, or in a colder part of the world, this is a great time to start your bell peppers, to start your leeks. They take forever, literally forever. I, I started leeks yesterday. We grew tons of leeks um, last season. It was awesome. Um, really, so I mean, leeks are just are just the best. I we use we use it for everything. We use it in place of onion and so much. And uh, I chopped up. I don't know. I think we had like a hundred. <laughs> Or something, and they all went into the freezer. So now, anytime we cook anything, we just pull leeks out of the freezer and cook. We haven't bought onion, potato, carrot. I mean, all all the things. Garlic, garlic. We started buying because I, I I failed a little bit with my garlic. Anyway, we, we're still enjoying the fruits of last year's garden, which is so amazing. But leeks, as I was planting them yesterday, I read on the seed back, like I very rarely read on the seed packets, like when to do what, like I just, I'm, I'm a little bit more intuitive with everything. But I read on the packet, like, okay, it says days until harvest. 140 days. <laughs> 140 days from seed to harvest. I was like, oh shit, I get, this is why we do this in January. Okay. This is why we start really early and we start indoors (laughs) because it's half a year almost like it's crazy, 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 crazy time. But yeah, I started the seeds. I went for my walk. I've been spring cleaning a little bit. I'm going to start getting into that more. And I did all of that just while feeling sad. And that is okay. You can navigate a whole day, you can navigate a whole week, a whole month with sadness on your shoulder. You can. And chances are, if you start moving through your day alongside of that feeling, together with that feeling, versus moving through your day to try to solve the problem of the feeling, things are going to feel a little bit easier because solving the problem of a whole feeling is too much for any one human to take. And it's not what feelings are for. They're not here to be fixed, to be solved, to be done with, right? They're meant to be felt. And when we invite them as friends, when we invite them as companions, there is a Yeah, there's a groundedness in that that really calms me. That, hey, I don't have to run from this sadness. I don't have to fix this sadness because I have no idea how to do that. But it's okay for me to just sit here and be sad. To take my walk and be sad. To make my lunch and be sad. To record my podcast and be sad. It's okay to just be the way I am. And I hope you feel okay to be the way you are, whatever feeling is accompanying you today, knowing that whatever it is, it is passing, right? Also joy and the happiness and the wow and awe, it's passing. The sadness and the grief, it's passing. Changing all the time, becoming something different, the same way we are constantly changing and evolving through our seasons, becoming different. And all in all, I think, I think 21-year-old Rachel and 28-year-old Rachel, if they were able to look ahead and see 35-year-old Rachel in the life that she has now, I think they would be really content with that. I think I've ended up somewhere really beautiful. And it's kind of a cool thing to get to take all the past versions of ourselves along for this ride. And also knowing that I have no idea where or who I'll be at 42, right? Isn't it kind of funny that I went to 21 and 28 and 35? It's just occurring to me now. Okay, I feel almost embarrassed that it's just occurring to me now that obviously this is a Saturn cycle as well. (laughs) that I'm in the middle of a Saturn square I mean obviously I know but now I know no this is a whole other podcast we need to do an astrology podcast for the year I'm going to make that happen Um, I'm getting ready to get some guests on the show it's been a really long time since we had guests on the show and I have a list of people I'm really excited to have on and excited to have more more open conversations than just me talking to you from my bedroom although I really love that so I hope you, I hope you get to spend in bulk and get to spend this day ushering in this wave of spring. And also if you find yourself with a big feeling that you can allow yourself to just be with that big feeling, letting all the parts of you take up the space that they need. Um, thank you so much for being here with me today, listening. I will be talking to you next week from Spain. Holy shit. I forgot to say. I'm taking bear to Spain. What? (laughs) Okay, I'll talk to you from there. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, make sure you listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. This was a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio, and I'll see you next week.